Mercedes banks on herself and is now in the money. Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes Varnado, has debuted for New Japan Pro Wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom 17. What are my thoughts on her debut in New Japan for the first time at Wrestle Kingdom right here on Off The Script? Also, the AEW locker room is apparently, reportedly, upset at Dax Harwood and his FTR podcast about recent comments he's made about CM Punk and the CM Punk situation. William Regal finally has an official title now that he's back in WWE and a major pitch for WrestleMania that Vince McMahon made for Cody Rhodes that ultimately would have not made any sense whatsoever, but Vince McMahon didn't make any sense whatsoever. All this plus so much more right here on Off The Script. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. I got a little bit of extra for you. It is January 5th, 2023. I am JD from New York, as always, coming to you from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Thursday afternoons, wherever you may be, man. It's happy hour somewhere, man, and I ain't happy until I have a cold beverage in my hand. Thank you guys so very much for joining me. We got a lot to get into today including that Sasha Banks, Mercedes, Monet debut in New Japan Pro Wrestling. We're going to talk about that right at the top. But make sure you guys follow me on, on all social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up as well. We're looking for 1,000 likes minimum. Today on OTS Extra. Go check out all the other videos and the YouTube shorts that are on there and are to come later this week. I got a bunch of them lined up for you guys. All of that stuff on the homepage for you. So go check that stuff out. And as always, man, make sure you guys turn on that bell so you are notified of when I go live and when I do upload extras like this right here on YouTube. And hit that subscribe button down below. It helps me out greatly as we are on the track for 140,000 subscribers. Let's start off at the top, man. Sasha Banks. There has been so many reports about where Mercedes Varnado is going to end up. Is it going to be New Japan? Is it going to be WWE? Is it going to be AEW? It could be all three of those. We have no fucking idea what Mercedes plans to do with her 2023. But as you guys saw this week, 48 hours ago, Mercedes Varnado, Mercedes Monet, debuted in New Japan Pro Wrestling. A very mixed reaction to her debut. I will get into that in just a second. As she confronted Kyrie 
And it is now targeting the IWGP Women's World Championship. First of all, let's get into the news about Sasha or Mercedes. We got to get used to now calling her Mercedes. The latest on Mercedes, New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, AEW, and all that is revolving around Mercedes, who is the hottest name in pro wrestling right now. This is coming from Fightful. They are told that upon arriving in Japan, Mercedes was out socializing and in good spirits based on those that Fightful has spoken to. Now, there were attempts from media outlets to land interviews, but they were told that it would be completely up to Mercedes herself if she wanted to do any interviews for the media. In speaking with some names, in conjunction with the event, they know that Mercedes will be there as she was at the event, and like I said, confronted Kyrie at the end of her championship match. Talent that Fightful speaks to in AEW tells Fightful Select that they have been no-sold when asking about Mercedes being Soraya's partner on January 11th for that big L.A. AEW Dynamite show. But they're still of the belief the AW roster is, that it is going to be Mercedes teaming with Soraya. The fact that it wasn't shot down either on screen or internally promoting it a month out, it being a week after her Wrestle Kingdom appearance, and the cast of characters involved in the tag team match were all points brought up to us by talent in the company when assuming it was her. However, one talent said they didn't believe a deal was done or could have been completed as of last week because of her contractual ties to WWE. Now, what that means is that when Sasha Mercedes was in negotiations to get out of her contract, she hired lawyers to get out of her contract. Such a big name in WWE that she was, they weren't going to let her slide with a 30-day or a 90-day non-compete. WWE, I don't know when they facilitated this release, but there was an agreement there where she could not do any pro wrestling appearances for a major promotion on TV for at least six months. Now, this situation where she walked out with Naomi happened in May. So it took us until January 1st until Mercedes actually officially became a free agent in the world of pro wrestling. Speaking of WWE, the New Japan News, with her involvement at Wrestle Kingdom, caught at least some writers in the company off guard. Now, even though uh, Fightful could not confirm, or could confirm, rather, that New Japan and Mercedes was a done deal in principle by at least November, one writer sent word that they were under the impression that WWE could or would get Sasha Banks by the Royal Rumble as recently as early January. Now, since the news breaking of Mercedes to New Japan and her now appearing at Wrestle Kingdom... They have not heard anything else on Mercedes being tied to WWE or her showing up in the Royal Rumble. Now, Mercedes got to Japan. She did her deal at Wrestle Kingdom. Naomi was there to support her. We've seen photographs of Sasha and Naomi together. She posted these on social media. I'll even link these guys right here in the video. Uh, FTR, very good friends. Dax and Cash, very good friends with both Sasha and Bailey, as you see, Bailey is right there as well. I'm not sure what uh, that entails. I'm sure she had to get a clearance from WWE management to actually go over there 
and support Sasha Banks. And I love it. I think this is all excellent. I love everything about this. And I know Mercedes has been under fire for a lot of criticism. And I want to address that criticism right now uh, for all you guys. I did not watch the Kyrie match. I didn't watch anything from Wrestle Kingdom yet. I'm going to wait. I'm actually, as you guys see this, I've actually landed in Tennessee. And I will have probably watched uh, that match, which I'm interested to see how she does in that match as well and just get all the vibe of, you know, when the match happened and the Mercedes comes out and then you guys are telling me that I have to watch Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega, which I will absolutely do uh, on the plane ride to Tennessee. What am I doing in Tennessee? Just to get away because I can and I never been and I wanted to go somewhere where I haven't been. Start the New York ride. But I know Mercedes has been under a lot of scrutiny and criticism online about what had happened at the end of that match. Now, a lot of people are using the excuse of, oh, she stole Carmella's gimmick. I didn't, I didn't know Carmella was the only one that had uh, money or uh, anything regarding money for her gimmick. I, I could sit here and tell everybody that is using that as an excuse that Carmella ripped off the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. I could sit here and say Cameron Grimes ripped off Carmella because he was a Southern millionaire with his gimmick down in NXT. I could sit here and tell you that Carmella stole or used ideas that were adopted by Kazuchika Okada. I mean, how many fucking people in WWE have used money as part of their act or their gimmick in WWE? I mean, it is just so fucking stupid to hear these blithering idiots speak online about who stole what and Mercedes is ripping off this one and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's enough to give somebody a fucking aneurysm. It's ridiculous. Mercedes didn't copy Car... Why the fuck... Would she copy Carmella? I don't get it. Not not to say anything bad about Carmella, but I, I mean, Mercedes doesn't have to go to the, the depths of copying Carmella. You know, what is Carmella? I, I mean, I could sit here and tell you Carmella stole Mandy Rose's fucking gimmick. Well, what she was doing the last time we saw her. I mean, Mella is money, yeah, but I mean, she came out scantily clad wearing barely anything. I could sit here and tell you Carmella stole Mandy Rose's gimmick. That's what it looked like to me. Or Emelina. The way she was dancing behind the fucking curtain and she came out during a ring entrance. This is what people don't get. You ain't going to get one over on me, geeks. Okay, number two. I saw what happened. Everybody's like, oh, she botched. She botched her new finishing move, whatever the fuck it's going to be, right? The the Monet statement or whatever she's going to be calling it. it. It was a variation of a gory bomb that was supposed to transition into a DDT. I've seen her do it. We've seen video of her do it, training with Kalisto. I don't understand why everybody's harping on, oh, she botched. She botched. So what? So what? I went to the gym yesterday. I botched doing a a, a fucking squat. I I always botch. Just ask my guy, Evil Genius, man. I don't have my squat down perfect. I don't have my hip hinge down perfect, right? But I do it anyway. And this is why we go to the gym. This is why we do what we do, man, to get better every single time we are out there. She botched the fucking wrestling move that she attempted for the first time in a new country, in a new promotion, for the first time working a promotion in New Japan where she's been in WWE for the last seven or eight years. That's what you're going to do? That's 
What you're gonna harp on? I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, guy. Get a hobby. Get a hobby. And this is not coming from me because I'm a Sasha Stan. This is not coming from me because I'm a fan of Mercedes. Give me a break. Give me a break. If everybody went out there and did 100 fucking percent, man, we'd all be uh, on top of the world. You know, if Aaron Judge was fucking perfect through the Yankees' 2022 playoff run, they would have been in the World Series and not Houston. But it didn't happen that way. People are going to get into a situation where they're not performing, they're stressed, they're nervous. In this case, it was nerves. It was nerves. You don't think that woman had a fucking stomach full of knots going out there? Did you expect her to do everything perfect? Shit happens. Shit happens. No different than when you watch a pro wrestling match and something goes wrong. There's a botch somewhere. There's an injury that happens that wasn't supposed to be a part of the show. I mean, you guys are really, really grasping at straws here. And I honestly mean that. Shut the fuck up. And I'm not using that as an excuse. Shut the fuck up. Let me go see you do any better, okay? Number three. A lot of people are talking about the promo that she cut at the end of the match. It sounded too scripted. It sounded cringe. It sounded this. It sounded that. I don't know why I have to tell you. You, you, you should already know where she was for seven, eight years on the main roster. You, you already know who she's worked with and worked for. <laughs> Vince McMahon and, and Bruce Pritchard, right? That woman has been poisoned. For seven years. She's got one thing. She's got a one-track mind when it comes to holding a microphone, cutting a promo, how she should sound. Does it sound this? Does it sound like that? Blah, blah, blah. This woman has been poisoned for seven years. If you honestly think that she's going to show up in a new promotion and all of a sudden cut a fucking promo like she is the second coming of Stone Cold Steve Austin or or The Rock, I I mean, you got another thing coming. It is going to take a few attempts, a few attempts to wipe away the stench that she was around in the Vince McMahon administration that told her how to stand, told her how to hold a fucking microphone, told her to sound like this, and this is how you have to sound, and this is how you have to use your words, and this is how you have to project, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, they were fucking micromanaged on top of micromanaged, and you want this woman to go out there sounding like she's a fucking natural. It's going to take time to wipe away all that she had known in WWE to get where she needs to be. I thought she looked... she looked. The presentation of her was fucking flawless. Flawless. And I feel in 2023, there's going to be a new revolution. There's a revolution brewing right now with what she's doing. And she's going to be the leader of that revolution. She's already stated in the post-show press conference that this is going to be the mercedes Monet World Tour. This is the first stop. Wrestle Kingdom in New Japan was the first stop. Who knows where she's going to end up? I genuinely believe, more, more now than I did, that Mercedes is going to be the mystery partner for Soraya. The fact that AEW's locker room, according to Fightful, was no-sold is all I need to know. Because they're not going to say. Why would they let the locker room in on something, then it leaks, and then things get blown up, and all of it's ruined? They're not going to tell anybody anything like that, which I'm surprised by because they wanted you to know CM Punk was coming, and they left the Easter eggs with people wearing Punk merchandise and 
uh, this and that on, on TV, little little fucking spots and promos, words that kind of gave away where Punk was going to... I mean, they fucking booked the United Center without a fucking announcement for the first dance. They're doing the opposite with Sasha Banks or Mercedes for AEW. I do think she ends up in AEW. I do think that she ends up as Soraya's tag team partner. I mean, if... And I'm, I'm recording this after Dynamite. So I don't know what they do or what they say or what they have Britt Baker or Jamie Hayter or Soraya say on Dynamite. So this may be a moot point. But if they don't announce anything on Wednesday or have not announced anything on Wednesday, it's absolutely got to be Mercedes. If it's not, if they don't announce anything and it's not Mercedes, then this is going to be set up to fail. You set up three women to go out there in front of 13,000 fucking people to fail. If it's Thunder Rosa, if it's Chris Statlander, if it's this one, if it's that one, if it's not Mercedes, it is going to bomb. So it better be Mercedes. And I do think that she will be in LA. I do think that she will be all elite just for a little. I don't know how long. It could be a year. It could be a multi-year deal. Who the fuck knows? She's 30 years old. She's peaked. What difference does it fucking make? Give me a fucking break with that narrative as well. The presentation was flawless. I do think she ends up in AEW. I do think that she is going to start a revolution. I just feel it. She's going to do big things. It already got picked up by TMZ. Mercedes, working New Japan, got picked up by TMZ. They're not just going to go out there and cover any fucking pro wrestling show. They got Mercedes... On Wednesday, on TMZ. Big things are coming, folks. A revolution is brewing, a different kind of revolution. And if Tony Khan does sign Sasha Banks, it will be the biggest signing in company history that is not named CM Punk. I can't wait. This is, this is great. I'm happy for her, man. You know, I, if, if I could leave you with one thing. Before I get into the next story, I, I need you guys to be a little bit grateful. Grateful the fact, grateful the fact that she has done what she's done to get women's wrestling noticed the way that it has, get women's wrestling to where it is now wanted, right? And the body of work that she's done, she's obviously proven she's one of the best at what she does in that women's division, and she's going to do that no matter where she goes: New Japan, Stardom, AEW. It's going to be a great thing. Be grateful that she's fucking back. She could have said, fuck this shit. I'm going to Hollywood. And then you got people out there on social media already wanting her to fucking fail. I don't really understand this. It is just people are bizarre. They are so fucking weird, man. You want this woman to fail. She's done nothing yet. I've never seen people act like this, man. It's just ridiculous to me. It really is. So be grateful that she's back. Be grateful that she's even doing pro wrestling. She could be fucking doing whichever major Hollywood film she wants or TV show. She's doing this for us. And look at how important she is to what she's already accomplished for the fucking women in pro wrestling. I mean, I don't get you people. The haters out there, I don't get you. I love it. The fact that she botched is what you're holding her hostage against. I mean, give me a fucking break. Who gives a fuck? You think she fucking cares? Why don't you look at Sasha and tell me that it isn't a big deal for someone to go. You know, I, I would love to see how many fucking people are in Mercedes shoes, taking a fucking chance on yourself, giving up and walking away from basically the New York Yankees of professional wrestling companies 
to go work for a possible number two. And in this case, New Japan, who is a solid number three in the world. She went from being in the first place team or on the first place team to batting fucking what? Number one for the new team, the third place team. I mean, give me a break. I I don't understand it. She took a chance on herself and she still you know, made out to be a loser. Oh, she sucks. Oh, she's nothing more than a botch fest. I, it's just, un, it's unreal to me. And I will always have respect for somebody that's going to go out there and take a fucking chance on themselves. The reason why this fucking podcast is in your subscription box is because I did the same fucking thing seven, eight years ago. No different. Two different professions, no different. Go take a chance on yourself. How many of you gave up on something that you hated to go do something that you love and not be paid for it, and you did it because you fucking loved to do it? That's the most important thing. This was her dream ever since becoming a professional wrestler. This is where she wanted to be one day, working here, working New Japan, working Wrestle Kingdom, being in that Tokyo Dome. I don't get it. The other excuse was, oh, it was... It was a debut that fell flat. There was no reaction. Oh, I'm sorry. First of all, the fans in Japan still have some sort of restrictions on how much noise they could make. And that is a thing. And even if they are allowed to make noise, some of those people are so respectful of what's going on in that ring that they may not want to make noise, even though they may be allowed to raise the volume just a little bit. This is a country and a promotion that she's never worked for. The reaction that she got is basically what you get out of most New Japan Pro Wrestling matches. You're expecting some fucking Cody Rhodes WrestleMania fucking return and reaction, but I don't know what the fuck you're waiting for. I don't know what I don't know what you're seeking. The reaction that you wanted will happen when she wrestles in San Jose against Kyrie in February. The reaction that you're seeking will happen when she debuts potentially for AEW on January 11th in Los Angeles. That's what you're whole that's what you are throwing at Sasha Mercedes. Oh, it fell flat. There's no reaction. She bought give me a break. G- give me a break. Unbelievable, you guys, man. I thought she looked fantastic. The presentation was fucking fantastic, man. I'm happy that woman's back. I'm happy that woman's in, in pro wrestling. I'm happy that she's happy. That's all there is to it. Moving on. William Regal. We're going to blow through these because these are not really big stories. These are kind of uh, just updates on previous stories that I have already discussed. William Regal officially returns to WWE. He was set to return in January. Well, by my clock, it's January 5th. So William Regal is back in WWE. And Tony Khan previously confirmed that William Regal's departure from the promotion several weeks ago uh, was due to him, Regal, not asking or not wanting, rather, the company to renew his deal so that he could return to WWE to be in NXT with his son who wrestles as Charlie Dempsey on NXT. PW Insider reports that William Regal is already back with WWE as he returned on January 4th, the morning of. The former NXT general manager is yet to comment on his WWE return, and he is the vice president of talents scouting for WWE, and he will resume his, basically, what he was doing under Triple H, but at a higher position. He is, at the end of the day, Triple H's right-hand man in WWE. William Regal did issue a statement on his AEW departure and thanked 
those who he was able to work with for the short stint that he was in AEW. Uh, I love this. I, I mean, there's no reason why anybody's going to look at this and scoff or hate this. William Regal being back in WWE, having any sort of position as far as talent scouting or looking for the future of WWE is grade A in my book, man. Plus that man and the creative vision that he has and what he was a part of in NXT. Imagine anything coming out of that man's mouth or anything off that man's mind making his way to WWE on the main roster, man. I love it. If he could do anything to help WWE out and help Triple H out the way he did in black and gold, you and I are in for a better WWE. Who gives a shit where he works, man? It's William Regal. Everybody loves William Regal, and there's no reason not to love William Regal back in WWE. We got Dax Harwood under fire, or in hot water, I should say, about his new FTR podcast. Some people in AEW are not happy about Dax Harwood and some of the comments he's made on his podcast about CM Punk. There is apparently some unhappiness among some in AEW who's heard what Dax Harwood said on his podcast last week. Dax put over the company and the locker room and he praised both the elite and CM Punk. Sounds pretty par for the course there. I mean, I don't know why anybody would be upset at that. He praised the elite and he praised CM Punk. What's so wrong with that? Now, towards the end of the podcast, Harwood said that he would love if both sides could work things out. On today's Wrestling Observer Newsletter, or on Wrestling Observer Radio, I should say, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer said that they heard from people who weren't happy about this particular episode of the podcast. Alvarez reiterated his belief that there is no chance that CM Punk and the Elite will work together after what happened at All Out. Meltzer said that because it's pro wrestling, we should never say never. Meltzer said, from what I heard from different people, not the people who who you probably heard from, they were not particularly happy at all about this. Alvarez followed up. All I heard the other day was how unhappy people were about that podcast. Meltzer then suggested that AEW should have a company meeting to address some issues. Meltzer said, this is what they need. I've said this before, and they've done it. They need a team meeting on Wednesday in Seattle. They need to get this stuff cleared up and get everyone on the same page because they are not. I mean, this narrative that's going around and being thrown out there by by Dave Meltzer, I mean, I haven't really seen anybody else credible say anything about this. This is the second time in as many weeks that Dave Meltzer has gone out there and said that AEW is not really a team. The first time he said Chris Jericho was the one who said that he would ensure CM Punk never makes it back to the AEW locker room and never makes it back to AEW. Chris Jericho, I know for a fucking fact that Chris Jericho never fucking said that. If anything, Chris Jericho would be the one to facilitate them coming together and making money off of this fucking thing. Chris Jericho's best interest is AEW's best interest. Why the fuck would Chris Jericho go out there and say that he doesn't want CM Punk back in the AEW locker room. You'll have some fucking verified Twitter blue check mark who's got fucking five followers say that, oh, Jericho doesn't want CM Punk back in AEW because he believes CM Punk is a bigger draw and Jericho is jealous. Give me a fucking break. Jericho has absolutely, at this stage of his career, nothing to be jealous of. I don't understand that narrative. 
That narrative also put it in people's minds while reading and hearing what Meltzer had to say that Jericho said he would ensure CM Punk is not back in the company. By my account, who the fuck is running the company? Is Chris Jericho the CEO? Does Chris Jericho make all the business decisions in AEW? Where the fuck is Tony Khan? If I'm TK and I listen to that, I'm saying, Dave, what the fuck? That's not what was said. That's not what's going around. That's not the truth. I didn't hear anybody come out and say that. Jericho's like tweets that have been against that narrative that Meltzer put out there, which is the right thing to do because I never believed he said it anyway. Who the fuck is running the company? Why would you put it out there after things are now slowly starting to get back to normal that Jericho is reckless and that Tony Khan is not managing his soldiers in the proper way? I don't get that. Jericho's not running the company. Tony Khan is. Everybody that he has in that locker room as a locker room leader is an aide to Tony Khan. They're generals, per se, in Tony Khan's army. But they don't make the final decision. Tony Khan does. And this is the same thing about this. He's putting a narrative out there that they were unhappy about what Dax Harwood had to say. What I listened to the podcast. What did Dax Harwood have to say that was so bad about why the AW locker room is not happy? He bought the women's locker room Starbucks gift cards to go buy a fucking coffee? He took everybody out to dinner, right? He took everybody out to dinner, including his wife and his daughter, Dax's wife and Dax's daughter. And he was someone that gave gift $500 gift cards to everybody in the AEW locker room. His door was always open. He loves uh, the, the young talent. He watched the young talent. He guided the young talent, watched tapes with the young talent. If they had, a, if they had any questions you know, uh, about what to do and what not to do, CM Punk was always there to help critique in the most meaningful way. What, what narrative is out there that we need to have a team meeting? I, I don't really get it. The, you know what? You want to know what I think? The only narrative that everybody's upset about is the fact that Dax potentially may have blown the cover about everybody kind of working together behind the scenes and they don't want the cat out of the bag yet. That's what I think they're upset about. Dax was a little too real in that podcast, but why the fuck not? That's why we listen to people like Dax and everybody in the industry who has a podcast. They want the the behind-the-scenes dirt. They want the real. They don't want another fabrication of what we see on TV. If we want storylines, we'll go watch Dynamite. I honestly think the people that are upset are not upset about what he said. I think that they're upset that it was said. Live on his his podcast, on YouTube, wherever the fucking podcast is airing. It, It potentially may have blown a cover. But they're not upset about what he said. He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything bad. He's praised the elite. He even said the Young Bucks are one of the best tag teams ever. He praised everybody. He praised Punk. He praised Nick, Matt, Kenny. I mean, he said he wants everybody to work together, which is everybody's feeling on this. I don't get it. Meltzer, man, I mean, Meltzer's got to reel that shit in. I, I, I swear to God, he's got to reel that shit in, man. The shit, he doesn't realize sometimes, us as content creators, us as voices don't realize the power of our voice and how far it does travel. Shit like that is not making AEW look good. It does not make AEW look good. And they need to say something to Meltzer to really rein that shit in legitimately. Not a good look for Wrestling Observer. And... Finally, there was a huge pitch. I talked about this on Monday. If you, if you guys didn't see the podcast on Monday, the Monday Night Raw post show, 
going to talk about this again because it is a big deal. And Royal Rumble's coming up, and this name, these names, are going to have major WrestleMania matches. There was a huge pitch for a WrestleMania match between John Cena and Cody Rhodes. Also, Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. Now, recently, Wrestling Observer reported that Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch was no longer in the plans for the biggest wrestling show of the year, WrestleMania. Over the weekend, Fightful Select was able to confirm that is the case. Now, while Fightful has not been able to confirm that Rousey versus Rhea Ripley is the plan, which was the rumor going around, one top talent said that they still expect Ronda to have a big match at WrestleMania. Talent that Fightful had spoken to did confirm that most involved thought that the original WrestleMania 35 match should have been a one-on-one match as Steve Muehlhausen, I believe of DAZN, uh, had noted on Twitter. A source familiar with the situation said that Becky Lynch did not seem bothered by the notion that the match between her and Ronda uh, was no longer happening or in the plans for WrestleMania, but there wasn't an update on what her match at the show would actually be. Now, it goes without saying, but we're told that Anything that Vince had in mind for next year's WrestleMania before his departure is not set for the show any longer. Ahead of Vince, I don't know why it would be. I mean, this is a new administration with new fucking plans. Why are we going to continue doing what Vince wanted at WrestleMania? That would, be, that would defeat the purpose of Triple H taking over. Ahead of Vince leaving, it was presumed that Cody Rhodes would end up competing for the WWE Championship at the show. However, sources in creative told Fightful that while that was assumed... It wasn't outright told to them. Why would it be? Why would some geek in WWE tell the geeks over at Fightful, yeah, Cody Rhodes is going to be in the championship match at WrestleMania right before the Royal I, I don't get it. Why, why would they expect an answer? I, I, <laughs> so fucking stupid. Yeah, well, yeah let, me, let, me tell, let me tell Fightful that Cody Rhodes is going to win the Royal Rumble and challenge Roman Reigns in the, in the main event of WrestleMania. They're not going to tell you shit. So they're going to try and keep it as big of a surprise as possible. WWE does want Logan Paul and The Rock for the show, but we've gained no confirmation, says Fightful, on whether or not they will appear. I mean, with Logan Paul's crypto scam uh, rumored uh, with uh, whatever he did, I don't know if WWE wants to even get in bed with Logan Paul at WrestleMania at this point, depending on how bad that gets. The Rock, we don't know. The Rock is very uh, flighty, I should say. But they've gained no confirmation on whether either will appear. Now, John Cena's status was also unclear to us. An internal conversation shifted from Austin Theory to Logan Paul, who will wrestle John Cena at WrestleMania. But we can confirm that other top talent was pushing to work with him as far back as July for WrestleMania. There had actually been pitches within the company at one point for Cody Rhodes versus John Cena. But we haven't heard that discussed since Vince has been removed from all creative duties. Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch would be an absolute disaster if it happened at WrestleMania this year. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody cares for it. The match peaked four years ago. That's when they should have did it. Uh, It should have been a one-on-one match, but Charlotte Flair is a fucking robotic crybaby who needed to be in the WrestleMania main event because how dare we have a WrestleMania main event for the women for the first time? That doesn't include Charlotte Flair. Cry me a fucking river. Nobody gives a fuck about Charlotte Flair, and she's overrated as all fuck. Okay? There. And man, oh man, am I going to go off on Charlotte if this shit continues, man. There's a couple of YouTube shorts that are coming that are going to fucking expose Charlotte for the fucking garbage that it is creatively. 
No reason why she needed to be a part of that WrestleMania main event. None. So if Ronda and Becky have a fucking problem about their match not feeling the same as it should have been four years ago, you can blame Charlotte Flair for that because she ruined the entire dynamic of that main event. Ronda, I'm not sitting here and excusing Ronda. Ronda sucks. I can't wait for Ronda to be removed from WWE and leave WWE. She's had one of the worst title reigns of all time. Nothing she's done has made the title better. Nothing she's done has made SmackDown better. Nothing she's done has made the division better. She sucks. She sucks. She would actually bring Becky Lynch down several notches if that was the match for WrestleMania. They were supposed to turn her heel. It looked like she was going heel, Ronda. And then they backtracked with that. They paired her with Shayna Baszler. We were on the right track to do something there, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Now maybe they go after the tag team championships and they do something there, but I I have no idea what Ronda's doing at WrestleMania. That's what I would do. Ronda and Shayna for the tag team championships. That division is another fucking mess. Those championships are another mess, but that's probably the best bet for her. In a singles match, I don't desire to see her in a singles match against anybody. In fact, Ronda and Becky was the plan. Ronda sucked so bad. Now that Becky is back to being a babyface. She has no legit uh, opponents for WrestleMania. Who do we put at WrestleMania with Becky Lynch? She's wrestled Bianca. She's wrestled Bayley. I I don't know what they do there. So Becky may be the odd woman out here. There There are no real solid creative plans for Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Charlotte, I could see going one on one with Raquel Rodriguez if she wants to put anybody over. Maybe that's, I could definitely see that. I would love to see. How about this one? What if Naomi? Now, Brian Alvarez said Naomi is absolutely going back to WWE. With you seeing Naomi and Sasha pictured together at New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom, he said, don't mind that. She was just there for support for her best friend. And Bailey was there for her best friend as well. Naomi, he said, is definitely on her way back to WWE. What if we go and have Naomi as a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble? Naomi wins the Royal Rumble. Naomi gets Charlotte at WrestleMania. And we get Naomi versus Charlotte at WrestleMania for the SmackDown Women's Championship with Charlotte putting over Naomi in that championship match. And I will say this. No matter how much disdain I have for Charlotte, Charlotte and Naomi had some bangers. And if you give them the proper table at WrestleMania and the proper time to sell a story at WrestleMania, I honestly think it could be a banger of a match. And I would love to see Naomi be put in the spotlight at WrestleMania with Charlotte doing the fucking honors, which is going to be an absolute fucking chore for her to do. I'd love to see it. Other than that, Raquel Rodriguez, but I don't know what they're doing with Raquel Rodriguez, so we will see what happens. Uh, Bianca Belair... You know, I know that they push for a Bianca-Charlotte match. Maybe we get a unification match of sorts. I have no idea. Maybe we get Rhea and, and Bianca at WrestleMania with Rhea winning the Royal Rumble. I'd love to see that too. So we will see what WWE has planned. Now for the men, John Cena versus Austin Theory, John Cena versus Edge, John Cena versus Logan Paul. These are all options for WrestleMania. John Cena versus Gunther. Is another option. I know a lot of people want to see Sheamus take the IC title from Gunther, but we uh, may get that somewhere down the line with Cena and Gunther. It's something I definitely want to see. Uh, I honestly think at the end of the day, Logan Paul is probably the match that they're going to go with if he is going to be able to work WrestleMania. I think Logan Paul, with what he did against Roman Reigns, uh, we will probably expect the same out of... Logan Paul in the ring with John Cena. It may actually be one of John Cena's best matches ever, if that's the case. If he could do, if Logan Paul could do with with what he did with Roman against John Cena, we're in for one hell of a fucking match. 
Austin Theory, I could see it. Um, I'd like to see it. I think Austin Theory would benefit greatly from that, and I think the promo work would be great between both of them. And as far as Cody Rhodes and John Cena, I mean, that's what Vince had in mind. That's not what Triple H has in mind. That was an idea from a previous administration that is no longer going to be a part of the plans. And I said this on Monday. Cody Rhodes should win the Royal Rumble. No one else. If you are not getting The Rock, or if The Rock is going to be involved, it should not sway in the decision for Cody to win the Royal Rumble and challenge Roman at WrestleMania on Sunday Night two, while Dwayne gets Roman on night one. Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble and becoming the world champion to hopefully reset everything after WrestleMania is the right way to go. And the downfall of the bloodline should be the story going into WrestleMania. We've seen it enough, and I think the time is now to put over Newtown. So that was a previous administration that is not in the cards for Triple H's administration. Guys, thank you so very much, man. Hopefully you enjoyed today's extra. Let me know what you think of all these top stories down below in the comment section. Please hit that thumbs up. A thousand likes minimum today on OTS. And I will be back live. I will be live on Friday for SmackDown on Off The Script, man. So make sure you guys RSVP to the OTS venue. 1,000 likes is the goal, the minimum. So make sure you guys hit that thumbs up and follow me on social media at JD from NY. 206 on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Thank you guys so very much. I'll see you back live right here in the venue on Friday for SmackDown right here on OTS.